0: So this weekend I went on a camp with a couple of friends and we were at this campsite and what you usually expect at a campsite in South Africa is basically a lot of Hilux buckies or Fortuners, um, you know, maybe now and then you see a Ford Ranger or anything, but nothing more different than Hilux or a Fortuner really, but what I was expecting quite excited to see and also surprised well i say excited is because anything besides i likes at a campsite is is quite exciting it's something new um although a bit strange but anyway uh what i was surprised to see is that the amount of volkswagen combis and caravels that was actually at this campsite and not only that it was uh quite a mixture there was like Hyundai santa fe's um Kia Sportage. There was one or two Ford Rangers. There was even a a Suzuki B. So there was quite a a variety of cars, even though they all serve a similar purpose. So I got an idea to do an episode regarding the perfect road trip car for about 800,000 Rand. So let's say you get a bonus or you get this massive business deal. You have 800,000 Rand in the pocket. You want to buy a new car. Yes, you can go buy second hand if you want to but you're going to buy a new car now because well you want to treat yourself and you want to treat your wife and you also want to treat yourself to a five year service plan which is important so I thought, okay, let's ask a couple of friends, see what they have to say. You have 800,000 rand demo budget and buy yourself a new car that you can go on a road trip with. Buy yourself a car that you can go camping, that you can go not necessarily off-roading, but that you'll be fine taking on a a gravel road. So just something that you can travel with, you know, take the long road, just go for it, pack something if you want to hook a trailer, have a tow bar, you know, these kind of things. Just a lack like, a perfect road trip car. So I asked a couple of friends, got back their answers. And um, I want to discuss the answers with you guys because I think there's quite a few interesting cars in here. But it also just goes to show there is quite a variety uh, and not just buckies for you to choose from when it comes to going on the open road, having some space to pack some stuff. There is alternatives. So please, even though you are a Hilux fanboy, Please go open-minded into this episode because it might surprise you. So welcome to On the Overrun episode 5 of season 2. I hope you enjoy this one. So first one from a good friend Luke from season 1. He suggested a Nissan Navara Stealth. So this is basically a top spec Nissan Navara Bucky. Uh, unfortunately, a baki, um, but basically a top spec, so as bigger rims, bigger wheels, a bit of a better interior, some decals and stripes and stickers and everything um, at the back. Um, this starts at 630,000, so he has still 170 left, but he says, okay, lift kit, be a good ridge, um, you know, bigger tires, bigger rims. Um and then basically just add a canopy at the back, maybe some roof racks, you know, buy a trailer which isn't too expensive. And that's quite a nice outfit. What's interesting about the Navara is that this is the first Bucky coming to South Africa to have coil springs at the back. So usually buckys have um don't have coil springs. Can't remember what they have usually. Um but basically it's just in terms of towing. You can tow a lot more if you don't have coil springs. Um so they decided to have Put coil springs in this, which makes it a much more comfortable ride. Your average car has coil springs, um, which makes it more comfortable than Bucky's. Um, these days, you can't say that your Bucky drives uncomfortably, even though you drive a Hilux or a Ranger. Um, Bucky's are extremely comfortable these days because very good suspension, very good seats, interior comfort, it's just all there. So um, that's why Bucky's are such a good proposition these days. It's not just about the space and the utility. Um, But also about the interior and the comfort. They actually have comfort. It is something that goes and aligns with your average bucky these days, which is weird. But it just goes to show how times change. Also, the fact that electric buckies is a thing in the next few years boggles my mind. Um, But this Navarro is a 2.2 liter twin turbo diesel, which is known to have some problems but still very powerful, 140 kilowatt, or 450 newton meters. You are going to tow a caravan with the greatest of ease. You're going to overtake that slow on double on the road with the greatest of ease also. So, good option, but let's see what's next up. And this one I do approve because it's a wagon, sort of estate. The Subaru Outback. Um, you get a two point five, and you get a three point six. This one is a three point six. What I love about the three point six and turbos in general is that they have boxer engines. Porsche also have boxer engines. This means the pistons literally shoot transversely, as boxers, you know, box. Um, but what you, what is cool about this one? It basically sounds like a Porsche on very very low revs, uh, but it also, yeah, it also consumes petrol like a Porsche on very low le- row, low revs. It starts at about 740000 which is a good price. Then you put your roof rack on, but of a better, better interior spec from new. It's very powerful, 191 kilowatt, 335 newton meters of torque. Um, so you're also going to tow a caravan with the greatest of ease and you're going to overtake that slow on the load. But when it comes to the petrol station, you're probably going to have a... St- stay a bit longer than your average bucky uh, with the diesel engines next up we have a hilux 2.8 so the hilux recently brought out a legend series replacing the legend 50 and everything so the legend series is basically just new design new interior a bit of a higher spec so the 2.8 um four-cylinder turbo diesel very capable bucky Rather comfortable, good interior quality, the has really improves the interior qualities um you can just add a nudge bar, you can just add a tow bar, you can add your canopy, and you'll probably come to just over eight hundred thousand. I think the two point eight double cab um not automatic starts at seven hundred and sixty thousand then you add your your spec, your toe bar and nudge bar um I don't think you have a canopy then and then it's eight hundred thousand already so Rather expensive but very powerful. 150 kilowatt, 580 meter torque. Like you don't need any more to be honest when it comes to going on the open road. And you'll probably be rather fuel efficient. You're probably pushing around, let's say, 10 liters to 100. Not totally sure, but still, very good idea and I do approve. The next one. And uh, this guy actually works at Land Rover Jaguar, so that's why he's going to say it. But he's chose a Range Rover Evoque, which is the entry-level Range Rover. He also chose the entry-level Evoque because they are very expensive. The entry-level Evoque um, housing a two-liter turbo, four-cylinder, about 132 kilowatt, 430 newton meters, rather powerful, rather capable and also much lighter than your average Bucky, um, comes in at about 800000 thousand. You can also choose Discovery Sport, which has the same engine, same setup, and a bit bigger inside for, I think, like 5K cheaper, which will probably be a better option. Um, what is interesting about these cars is that even though they're so small and they don't have a low range or transfer case, their traction control systems and four-wheel drive is very, very competent. Um, It's very good systems. You are not going to have troubles being stuck somewhere, really. Um, This is just the thing about Range Rovers and Land Rovers. They just do off-roading so, so well. And even though your average Discovery, unfortunately, just drives around in Stellenbosch um, by your average soccer mom, if you want to call it that way, they are extremely capable off-road. And should be used that way because that's the, um, the type of components and machinery and equipment and, and capabilities that are. So I believe they should be used that way. So actually not a bad choice with the evoke even though you can get a f- top spec Fortuner for that price. Then the next one, a bit bigger than your uh, average evoke it's a Kia Sedona so your Kia Sedona is your let's say your Volkswagen Kombi or Mercedes Benz Vito equivalent this is basically a bus with sliding doors at the back 8 seater or 7 seater it starts at about 7.15 then you don't really have uh, any spec really like it just comes with your standard equipment but then you can add a bit more roof racks you can buy a trailer you can add a tow bar um, whatever you'd like. It comes with a 2.2 diesel, very competent engine, about 147 kilowatt and 440 newton meters of torque. So also going to tow very easily. Parking is a bit more difficult, not as good off-road um, or necessarily on a gravel road as your bucky is. But I mean, you're not going to be scared to take this thing on a gravel road. It's very much capable of taking it on. Um, but it is a bit bigger, as I said, also a bit more heavy. So your 140 kilowatt, well, yeah, it needs to have that power um, to be able to shift that massive weight, especially if it's fully loaded, because it is quite heavy, as I said. Um, So the choice that I made, and uh, initially I thought, maybe let's take a Volkswagen Amarok, you know, spec it up, get a canopy, get a tow bar, then you'll be set to go two liter by turbo turbo diesel um, with about 130 kilowatt and such, over 400 newton meters of torque, yeah, you're not going to struggle. Also, no low range, but as proven by CarWow, unbelievable off road capabilities. That traction control of the four motion system is just amazing, um, even though it doesn't have any locking diffs, uh, which is interesting. Just goes to show how good your um, traction control systems these days are and how good the CPU or the ECU, rather of a car, can actually control, these various conditions, when it comes to, a Rolls-Royce Cullinan, which is not, 800,000 grand, um, you basically have one button, that you push for off-road, and it just takes control, and takes care, of everything that comes in your way, uh, so it's, it's really not a challenge, to go off-road anymore, but still very fun, so if you want to have a challenge, take an old fender and go enjoy, um, or even a bike, you know, there's very capable bikes, for off-roading, but, my choice was a Tiguan Allspace. So the Volkswagen Tiguan is the mid-range SUV. Um, so it's a bit smaller than the Touareg, meaning it's equivalent to Audi's Q5 or equivalent to Mercedes' GLC. Um, but the Tiguan Allspace is actually a bit bigger, a bit longer, and it's a seven-seater, which even though you don't have seven, you know, five kids, fold back the back seat and you even have more space at the back. But why I chose this and it comes in at a lot cheaper. So I chose the space Comfort Line. It's a two liter um, turbo petrol. Yes, but less fuel efficient. Very powerful. 132 kilowatt, 380 newton meters. You're not going to struggle towing anything. Um, and it comes in at 607,000 Rand, which is quite a big margin between that and the 800K limit. But now you can actually buy a uh, double-axle trailer, and a beach buggy. Your double-axle axle trailers are about 50000 Beach buggy is also about 50000 Then you're already like 100K in. Then you can basically spend it a bit on, on spec and petrol and goods for the kids to enjoy along the way. Um, it is going to be a more comfortable ride than a buggy. You are going to go on the gravel road. It has four-motion, meaning four-wheel drive. Um, you're not going to struggle or sit um, or be stuck anywhere. It has definitely enough power. Um, And with the beach buggy, you can just go enjoy anything along the way. I even thought of maybe buying a BMW 390 Adventure, which is about 90,000. But then I thought, oh, I don't have a bike license (laughs) and don't really have a need to drive a motorbike at the moment. So very much happy with the beach buggy, even though it's just an old old Volkswagen Beetle um, in new clothing so we actually got this idea yes i thought of it at the camp trip but there is a guy on instagram called 996 road trip and this is just my absolute dream he owns a 911 996 version 911 uh, carrera 4s which is uh, a four-wheel drive it's a 2003 car but what he did is he bought a roof tent basically for his car attached to a roof rack and he just travels to wherever. So yeah, on his Instagram, you can see which I'll link below and I'll add some photos. You can just see him going through the snow, you know, going camping in the woods with him and his wife and his dog. Um, and it really just seems like a dream, even though it does still work. So don't be scared to take your four wheel drive Porsche roading, especially if it's a bit of an older one, because those cars are capable. I've seen him drive on the snow. I've seen him drive, um, in sand on the beaches so if i had to choose between any one of these and that one uh you know, it would be difficult i'd probably be um fixed between or you know struggling between the porsche and i'd say unfortunately the hilux the hilux is extremely capable um very very comfortable very powerful um just the perfect long road perfect road trip car um, these days as I said at the start when it comes to Buc-ies, um even though they might seemingly be more uncomfortable they are really not if you get a canopy um, if you get a good enough bucky or iluxe your ranger your navara and everything even your x-class you're not going to struggle for comfort you're not going to complain because of a harsh ride um, that's just how buckies have developed over the years uh, but don't be scared. There are alternatives. Please go for the Outback. I tried and looked for a A4 or a C-Class um, wagon or estate, but they just don't sell it anymore. Um, another very good probable car that you can use for this purpose is a Audi A4 road which is a four-wheel drive Audi A4 estate there's not a new one at the moment for sale and it'll probably be over 800,000. But if you can make the stretch, go for it. But to be honest, I probably won't buy new uh, when it comes to the road trip car because if it isn't given to me new, I wouldn't buy new. There's a lot of depreciation that happens. Rather go look on the um, your auto trader or your country if you really like or your local dealership, your second-hand dealership. You look for Demo Ranger or Demo Hilux maybe even a fortunate or one; those things are going to bring you far. Cars are really competent and there is a wide range you can choose from. So there is something for you if you want to go road tripping. Don't worry about it. Just make sure your business does well. And if it's in lockdown, then I really can't help you. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. Episode number five of season two. I'm constantly trying to just try new things, get new ideas going. So if you have anything you'd like to share if you'd like to engage please do so on our social media which i'll link below if you have anything to rant about or complain or maybe just tell me that i should cut my hair that you can also do by emailing us at brand at gmail.com so i hope you enjoyed this one have a good one cheers